Where we lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and with me is my co-host Kirsty Logan. We're outside, we're doing the 13 mini-sode countdown from 13 more tales of horror, pre-Halloween, pre-season 7, audio d'oeuvres. Audio d'oeuvres. Uh, uh, meal? Oh, I don't know. I thought I was going to have something brilliant to end it with them. You'd no. think we'd sort of plan these intros in some way, but... It... See what comes out next year because we've got another one next year. We won't. <laughs> Which is thirteen additional tales of horror. <laughs> 13. thirteen even more tales of horror. Even more thirteen tales. No, I think it's called thirteen again actually. Oh, but we're doing that next year. Maybe by next year, if we're all alive. I haven't agreed to this. We will. <laughs> we will have figured out our intro. Also, before we get started, can we just take a moment for my thematically appropriate outfit? Today? I did notice. Did you that. notice? Yeah. I've got my Sunnydale High class of 99 jumper on from <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, which cool. I was like, we're doing 90s teen horror, so you know. And I'm just wearing my boyfriend's clothes, which is all I wear now. Which is quite, quite 90s, I yeah, think. I suppose. Today we are talking about the story, Closeness, by Tim... It's not Tim Westwood, it's Westwood. <laughs> Tim Westwood, not Vivian Westwood. If it was Tim Westwood, we'd have had to clue up like a bunch of sound effects to play throughout the... Uh... What's his name? The author? Oh, the real author, Chris Westwood. Okay. Maybe it's Tim Westwood's brother. Who's Tim Westwood? Oh my god, the tiny white man DJ who's all about like hip hop. You know Tim Westwood, yeah! Nope. <laughs> oh my god. Did you just make that up? No. Did you hallucinate that? Is this an Alan Partridge joke again? I, I did not hallucinate him, and he has just come out that he has a history of uh, not very good behaviour. Oh with dear. Particularly young women, particularly women of colour. Well, let's not even have his name in our mouths then. Let's, let's talk about this story instead. I actually find this story fucking horrible. Really? I, th- I think the ending is awful. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like, not awfully written, but like a horror show. Yeah. I'm very claustrophobic, which if you are super claustrophobic and cannot even handle a description of it, skip to tomorrow. Because <laughs> this one... Okay, here we go. So, our protagonist is Cameron. And he is super lonely, which is quite sad. Uh, He sees a cute girl in a cafe and she leaves a newspaper. And so he takes the newspaper and he reads some adverts, some personal ads in the paper, which I believe Heather has for us. Respectable businessman, 48, interested in theatre and music, seeks lasting relationship with same. With a respectable 48-year-old businessman? Yeah. I think both of these are queer. I think both of these are queer. Why wouldn't he want that? Alley Cat, 22, seeks Tom. That's some queer language. That's queer. Must be non-smoker, vegetarian. Into She's the femme and she wants a butch. Exactly. Into animal liberation and general good karma. Prefer Libra, but Taurus acceptable. That's that the most lesbian. That is fuck. <laughs> My mate doesn't say something about gemstones. <laughs> um, okay. Lonely, bored, in need of that special someone. We at Forever, capital F, would like to hear from you. For years we've been bringing people together, young and old alike. <laughs> priding ourselves in the lasting nature of their friendships. We are not like other date link organisations. No payment unless completely satisfied. After you've come. <laughs> oh, mate. No obligations. I think you usually only pay after you've come, don't you? Not for... I don't know. Escort. 
Well, I don't, oh, know. I don't know. I don't know how it I don't works. Know. Phone Write in, pals, if you know. Well, there are no obligations, and you can phone in for our free brochure and videotape now. Do you just come? <laughs> Here's my money. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so that does describe Cameron. He does want a lasting love relationship. Yeah. So. And he's heard about these computer dates, Kirsty. He has. <laughs> This, this, this is quite 90s-tastic, this story. <laughs> so Cameron, to be fair, he is a bit sceptical, mm-hmm. but he writes in anyway. He does write in. And then they Freeze send him tapes. some brochures and a VHS. <laughs> so here's what's on the VHS. Quote, A smug, spotless man in an easy chair peeled off his mirror sunglasses, flashed his teeth. Right, and at this point I was like, it's Horatio from CSI Miami. I don't know who that is. I'm just going to nod. Good. Don't watch CSI Miami. It's shit. But Horatio is a very, very cheesy man who wears shades and always, like, just before the credits or sometimes at the end of the episode, he will say a line and then, like, whip his sunglasses off and do a quip. (sighs) And I hate hate it. it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm imagining this guy is Horatio from CSI Miami. Uh, And then he he tells Cameron gloatingly, I used to be just like you, my friend bored and lonely and alone uh, blah 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 you'll never be alone again yada yada so Cameron pays 200 pounds for a membership which this book is from the 90s that's a from? million pounds I've written it's money. two million that is two million pounds <laughs> in see today's how much money. that actually is yeah like wh- when was this book 1994 so 2000 200 pounds in 1994 what would that be now while Heather's looking that up I will tell you that it specifies it is life membership and Cameron thinks, what could that mean? <laughs> Actually, it's only $350 now. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that in pounds? Um, probably like 300 Oh, I mean, the economy's in the toilet, so maybe that's why. Yeah. Hang on. Was it, was it more last year? It's £271.23. No. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, anyway. I still wouldn't pay that for a VHS. Well, yeah, £200 for a dating site is expensive, but mm. it's fancy. They send a limo to collect Cameron. Wow. And they take him to this big fancy building, which is all super luxe, except the distant sound of screaming and the smell of spoiled meat and bleach. That is your usual sex <laughs> smell and noise. <laughs> Yuck. So it's some kind of weird sex cult in an office building. Is yeah, as they're following. I've, it's been a while since I've had an office job, but I think they are the kind of places that these things spring up. I, I feel like the last time I had an office job, there was the constant sound of distant screaming. Maybe it was only <laughs> in my head. <laughs> so the weird thing, though, is that he sees the girl from the cafe, huh. the one who had the newspaper and left it for him. Weird. Weird. What could that mean? What a coincidence. I mean, isn't it? But then what happens? Um, we're, it's a short story, by the way. We're getting to the end now. Basically, the entire thing is a build-up for this one final horrifying moment. Uh, She tells Cameron that he'll always have company, he'll never be alone again, he never needs to worry, never alone, always company, always people, never alone. And then, opens a door and shoves him into a tiny room in which people are packed wall to wall. So, So packed in that you can't even sit down. There's meat and shit and puke all over the floor. Uh, everybody's screaming there's no escape it's a claustrophobic nightmare and I'm like this is fucking horrible it is horrible I can't believe I read this as a child maybe that's why I'm claustrophobic as fuck now yeah, maybe because <laughs> I think that's awful <laughs> it's However, not good that's actually not the end of the story 
because Cameron sees a girl in there and she's really cute and he's going to talk to her. No. So it's actually kind of a happy ending. It's weird, isn't it? And he's like, well, this is basically the end of the world, so why wouldn't I talk to him? I think he's I've, kind of got what he wanted, actually. I've kind of missed, why, why are they doing this? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> I guess just to get his money. It's not a lot of money to get for all that effort. To have a warehouse and a room full of people that you suppose... I mean, what happens in the room? What's their business plan? I mean... What do you do with all the people yeah. that are in there? Just One, the rent alone. Or maybe they own it. Or maybe they just oh, have a little bit of it. A little bit of the building. Can't be that much to rent one office. But then, like, what? how many people do they get on your average week? Yeah, good point. Let's say it's one. That's still, like, 52 people per year. And then... Like, I just don't like know there what... are a lot of people in the room, like, hundreds. Right, but... So that's a lot of work for, a lot, for not a lot of money. Do you feel like you could make more money with less effort? I feel like you could make more money by running a dating service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then people might complain and stuff. I mean, I don't think they're happy about it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't hear them. They're in a room. But what? So, so you had to soundproof the room for a yeah. start. Well, it's not that well because you could hear the distant screams and smell the meat. I just think there's like a giant plot hole where a not plot hole should be here. I, I get, mean, if you look at it too closely, it all falls apart. Yeah, like you kind of the way they describe the room is very much how uh, the vision of hell appears in the film Event Horizon to me. Yes, God, I love that film. Yeah. Do you know what I love about that film? It's a haunted house in space, right? It's a space gothic. Mm -hmm. Why aren't there more space gothics? I mean, you I could want say that space you could say that Alien is a space gothic. I mean, that's for sure a haunted house story. Yeah. Okay, so there's two, Alien and Event Horizon are space gothics, but I require more space gothics than that. Could you say that Red Dwarf is a space gothic? No. It's got a ghost. It's not gothic. It's got a ghost. Not gothic. It's got a ghost. Not gothic. <laughs> Stop it. Um, this is see. This is why all new Alien movies are bad. Because Ridley Scott is like, mm, Alien, it's just a monster in a house in space. And it's like, yes, you fucking idiot. And therein yeah. lies why it's one of the best films ever made. The second that you were like, where does the alien come from? That's where it fell apart. Nobody gives a fuck where the alien comes from. Aren't we all thinking about the philosophical dimensions no. of the Xenomorph? No, literally nobody cares. And you're not philosophical and you're very bad at this. Just give us fucking Ripley in some underwear running around. No? Just me? See, when you try and explain the ghost, it all falls apart. Don't yeah. try and explain the ghost. And Just then have don't it be a ghost. Don't have um, Michael Fassbender talking to his doppelganger saying, you, you blow and I'll do the fingering. I do not recall that part. It's from Covenant. Oh, no. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you it's just Prometheus that I saw, and then I was like, why did I just waste part of my life watching that? Well, if you want to long for the days of the quality filmmaking of Prometheus, you can watch Covenant. Oh, I can't wait. When, when can we go in each other's flats again and we can have a bad movie? <laughs> We, we usually have an annual Christmas hate watch of Prometheus. Nice. And we've started to piggyback. Uh, piggyback? <laughs> Hello, Freud. Where the fuck did that come from? Hello, Dr. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> we've put Covenant on that as well, so you'll be invited. Okay, cool. That's exciting. And if we can't go in each other's houses, then you can maybe live tweet. Okay. Because that would be fun. <laughs> you can do a WhatsApp for me. People do love me in like Instagram tweeting the films I hate. hate watch. It's a massive thing on YouTube. Hate watching stuff. Really? I mean, I fucking love it. <laughs> Everybody loves to hate stuff. Um, is it good, though, this story? Mm, it is quite horrible. It does have <laughs> quite a large plot hole in it, but 
I do, what I love about it is essentially like the last page. Like I, I think the image of all these people crammed in this tiny room, so tiny that you can't even sit down, I think is horrifying and is my literal worst nightmare. And, but then I also like that it doesn't end there, that it's actually got kind of a cute, like a horribly cute ending. Like a meat cute. Like <laughs> M-E-A-T cute. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like it. It should have been called M-E-A-T cute. It should have, yeah. Oh my God, let's write meet cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> um, it doesn't make sense. But that uh, aside... It's creepy. Uh, it I is quite of, creepy. I don't really require my horror to make sense. I would rather see if someone's writing a horror story and they've got two choices. And one choice is to make it scarier and the other choice is to explain it. I would choose make it scarier. Right, yeah, but I don't think this makes sense at all. Oh. <laughs> You've got to have some semblance of like... A world that works. Okay, then. Well, I just don't understand why they've lured people into this room. Well, no, it doesn't really make sense. But maybe <laughs> the fact it doesn't make sense makes it more horrible. I'm going to use that. Maybe they're just Dharma-esque murderers. <laughs> I'm going to use that when we're workshopping my next novel and you say it doesn't make sense and I go, well, then maybe that just makes it good. Maybe that is the true horror. <laughs> maybe that is what the true quality is. Maybe that's is. what I intended. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a three because um, I like the horrible image but it doesn't really make sense I'll also say three then is it good bad I think it is really quite camp and I quite like the VHS yeah and the event horizon moment yeah. is good and then the end is like funny but also awful I do it. I think the writer really has tongue in cheek when he writes the little ending the little romance ending yeah. which I quite like it felt quite knowing like sometimes stories are trashy unintentionally and I feel like he intended that I might give it a four for, for good, good bad, bad. It's probably the good baddest in this book. I think so. Yeah. I do really like the queer... Um, Qu- the queer as well. Yeah. <laughs> they are fun. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we quite liked it then. Tomorrow we are back and we are doing The Ring by Margaret Bingley. Not Ringu. No. The Japanese film, which is too scary for us to do. Uh, I would quite like to watch that again. The Japanese one? Yeah. The Japanese one's really scary. Because I watched... Only the remake was on my streaming services, and I watched it recently, and I was like, this isn't really scary. But I remember finding it scary, but it must have been the original that I saw that was scary. I'm just going to say, Americans shouldn't remake Japanese films. Yeah. Um, oh my god, I just had this horrible idea that Disney would remake a Japanese um, a Ghibli film. But they want, they've just bought it and put it out instead, so that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah, The Ring by Margaret Bingley, who sounds like, again, a a Barbara Cartland-esque figure so I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to it I'm excited for that until then you can find us on Twitter at Scream underscore and on Instagram at TeenageScreamPod and if you want to um, pay us for any of this waffle content that we put out you can do so by going to patreon.com slash Podcast. maybe we'll buy a waffle maker and eat waffles while we waffle we could we could I'll do that I would rather eat a waffle while we waffle than eat a flannel while we, while we flannel and on that note <laughs> goodbye bye Thank you.